with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink, because the little one is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The gospel of the Lord. Some years ago, I mentioned a poem that I've referred to off and on since I've been here. Many of you know it well. I think some of our younger people have memorized it. By Joseph Mary Plunkett. You remember it. I see his blood upon the rose. In that poem, he sees the beauty of God, the beauty of our Lord, of the incarnation in nature. But particularly, he sees the passion and death of our Lord. He sees the cross. By the way, he was an Irish patriot and was the leader of the Easter Uprising. And in 1916, arrested, imprisoned, and shot at the age of 28. Although the night before he was shot, he was allowed to marry his childhood sweetheart in prison. A beautiful story. But you remember what he said. I see his blood upon the rose, in the stars, the glory of his eyes. His body gleams amid eternal snows. His tears fall from the sky. I see his face in every flower. The thunder and the singing of the birds are but his voice. And craven by his power, rocks are his written words. All pathways by his feet are worn. His strong heart stirs the ever-beating sea. His crown of thorns entwines with every thorn. His cross is every tree. Imagine. His cross is every tree. 
The largest plant that surrounds us isn't just a symbol of God's glory or a symbol of strength or beauty or life. It's a symbol of the infinite love of God because it was on a tree that he chose to be crucified and shed his blood and it was on a tree that he died for our redemption. We should see trees differently because we see the cross in them. The Lord today speaks of this, tells us whoever loves father or mother, son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Why? Because unless we have totally emptied ourselves for the love of God, we cannot love anybody the way that God meant us to love them. We may love them in a possessive way, passionate way, selfish way, not the way we were meant to love them. The love of God has to form every other love, and the cross is that love. He then can say, whoever does not take up his cross, how many times have we heard this gospel? The total emptying of self. That's the work of a lifetime. That comes only in prayer and only in silence, and particularly in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Where he can actually do to us what needs to be done if we're willing to let him do it. Most of us fight. We want our own loves on our terms. The Lord says no. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. When we read the lives of the saints, we see that. and We're inspired by it, if we read them or pay attention to them. St. Thomas More was such a wonderful example of that, which is why he is a man for all seasons. He gave up everything that he loved. Wife, children, friends, honor, associates, everything. Because he believed for the sake of Jesus Christ. See, the same thing in Cardinal Newman, St. John Henry Newman. He gave up his friends, his his university, his status, everything. Because he knew what he had to do. And on and on and on. Read the lives of the saints. That's where we see these Beautiful example, St. Ignatius, St. Francis, all of them. We must then do the same. I mentioned Joseph Mary Plunkett, who died in 1916. In that same year, December the 1st, someone else died violently, whom I've mentioned before on occasion, too. Uh, Blessed Charles de Foucault, the hermit of the Sahara. He was shot by some Islamic tribesmen. Remember the prayer? I passed out a holy card when I first came with that image on it, Sic Deus Alexit Mundum. And on the back was that prayer that he used to say, a prayer that in many ways sums up this gospel. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. But only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you with all the love of my heart. For I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself to surrender myself into your hands without reservation 
and with boundless confidence, for you are my Father. Well, again, the total emptying of self in order to allow ourselves to love as God created us to love. As I said, we only learn that in front of God and in silence in front of him. We learn it when we're just sitting there, when we're bored to death, when we're angry, when we're irritated, when we're in ecstasy, when we're not. God is always learning, teaching us, and we are always learning. As I said, the Blessed Sacrament in particular has that effect, since that's where everything comes together. The cross, the victory, all of it. Our Lord then can go on to say, whoever receives you receives me. Whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink, because the little one is a disciple, and then I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. Well, uh, that's what we're called to then, aren't we? called to a very different sort of life than we may have thought. Life that God has chosen for us. The life that people like Joseph Mary Plunkett and Blessed Charles of Foucault lived, each in a different way. And finally, there was one other poem that I loved too, that you will perhaps remember. A poem that describes this love in a very powerful way. Remember, you and I can never, ever talk about love without the cross. Because as I've said over and over again, all, life is, all love is sacrificial. The love of God demands the ultimate sacrifice. And only then am I able to love you, or you to love me. Remember that, though? It's one of Bishop Sheen's favorite poems, although I mention it today as I depart with a little thought from Bishop Sheen. I slipped his fingers, I escaped his feet. I ran in him and hid, for him I feared to meet. One day I passed him, fettered to a tree. He turned his head and looked and beckoned me. Neither by speed nor strength could he prevail. Each hand and foot was pinioned with a nail. He could not run and clasp me if he tried. But with his eye, he bade me to his side. For pity's sake, I thought, I'll set you free. Nay, hold this cross, he said, and follow me. The cross is easy, this burden light. Not hard or grievous if you wear it tight. And so I followed him could not move, an uncaught captive in the hands of love. And so must we be. Uh, that's our goal, to be an uncaught captive in the hands of love. And that perfection can only happen here. Let us pray, Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and trusting in your love and mercy <clears throat> for the church throughout the world. That her members will so empty themselves that bearing their crosses they may be visible signs of God's infinite love. 
we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, they will accept the love of God as it is sent to them through his prophets, through his church. We pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may be united to the cross of Christ. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected the cross, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb and at the end, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will truly empty themselves and bear, and bear the joy of the cross and the freedom of the cross. For greater reverence for the cross in marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the crucified and risen Lord, they may be visible signs of that infinite love themselves. We pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For an end to this virus, for those who are suffering from it, for our preservation and protection, we pray to the Lord. For an end to the violence in our country, for true peace, for justice, for harmony between peoples, we pray to the Lord. And for all of us here, that having emptied ourselves and having accepted the cross, we may know true freedom, we pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers those of the mother of the cross and the mother of the Eucharist, as we say.